Live from Podcast City in Ferndale, M.L. Elric, Mark Fellhauer, Sean Windsor. Starring in tonight's production of Climax. The game to be played tonight is for the highest stakes of all. A man is going to wager his life. Climax presents Casino Royale from the bestseller by Ian Fleming. Stars M.L. Elric, Mark Fellhauer, and Sean Windsor. And now, Casino Royale. Get your finger out of my face. That intro you heard was from Climax, the very first James Bond televised version, I guess live action version. And it's from 1954, a little bit on that for our special All Bonds special. This is M.L. Elric, your host from Fox 2 and also the host of M.L. Soul of Detroit. I'm joined by Mark Fellhauer and Windsor, Sean Windsor, double <laughs> O-O. Yeah, I'm not worth anything. No, no, you could Nothing. be the first one. I think the higher up you are, the better you are. You could be like the, the beginning of it all, the, the fountainhead I'm a zero. of Bond. And... You know, maybe two more zeros. Nothing. Yeah, that would be the oh, oh, oh. I'm lint. So this first Bond <laughs> was, was broadcast in 1954, live U.S. television. James Bond was known as Jimmy Bond. He was American. Uh, the FBI guy we know as Felix Leiter was British, and his name was Clarence Leiter. Jimmy and Bond just doesn't have the same it doesn't, ring to it. Yeah, it's it's not surprising it took him about eight years to try again. I think I think I read that Ian Fleming got like twenty five hundred dollars for the rights to use Casino Royale, and the villain was actually very good, Peter Laurie, which is great. And the very first Bond girl was a woman named Linda Christian, who would later marry. And here's the soul of Detroit connection. She would later marry one of the sons of Soupy Sales. How Detroit really? can you get? She also kissed. She was having an affair with a Formula One driver. And in a famous photo, she kissed him just before he got into a race. And he died in the race, crashed into the crowd, killed 10 spectators, Whoa. killed the navigator in his, I think it was his Ferrari. And meanwhile, when he wasn't kissing the very first Bond girl, he had a pregnant girlfriend or uh, oh, that's crazy, or uh, or uh, wife somewhere. So, uh, so lots of intrigue. So James Bond, in any incarnation, is very very dramatic. So we are doing all Bond, uh, even though we have a ninety nine percent female listenership. We thought we would try and introduce them to something new. It really um, is the ultimate guy movie franchise. Yeah, it is. I mean, I think women like. I mean, I think women like Pierce Brosnan. I think women like Daniel Craig. For sure, and, and who doesn't like obviously Sean, Sean Connery. Connery? Yeah, Roger Moore they like, and uh, George Lazenby was a model. So that's eye candy uh, by definition. <laughs> so you can't go wrong. Timothy Dalton, one of the most handsome men in the world. Hello, dimples. He had a dimple in his chin. Mm. That's what they used to say to him on the set. Hello, dimples. <laughs> he would just say, uh, "I'm not Sean Connery." So if you don't like this show, just 
disregard what I'm about to say because we really want you to rate the show. We'd love you to review it. And we want you to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. We have lots of sponsors who make this show possible. Please let them know that you appreciate them and their support for this show because they really do. They're the underpinnings of this. They are the foundation, the backbone of this show because, you know, things do take money. We will accept your money as well, by the way. Uh, maybe you don't need LASIK. Maybe you don't need to refinance your house. But maybe you got a few pennies clinking around in your piggy bank that you want to send to ML Soul of Detroit. Go to mlsoulofdetroit.com. You'll see a donate button. A couple people have already done that. We really appreciate that. We will be sending them some cool swag because... And, and thank you to Francis who donated $6.66. Wow. I don't know if he's trying to send a message from the Devil beast. may care. And the devil does <laughs> care. We are going to have some merch. You can find it at... Mark, where do people get all our cool uh, swag? Drewandmikestore.com. The Kwame Sutra is up there right now. The shirts are any second. Yes. They're, any they're second there. they'll be up there. So, and you can contact us too at drop a message to us at mlsoldetroit at gmail.com or call us at 313 288 That's 313 Butterfield 89070. Of course, Elizabeth Taylor looking stunning in that nighty in the Butterfield 8. Not a Bond girl, but she kind of fooled around with Peter Lawford, who I think was considered as a Bond at one time. The very first choice for James Bond, by the way, this is brought to us by our research department was going to be Patrick McGowan, but very Catholic, and so he didn't feel that Mr. Bond sort of fit his ethos. He thought he was maybe a little too a little too familiar with the ladies. And he had daughters too, which he seems that seems very twenty nineteen of him. McGowan also was the one who came up with the last name, then the first name, then the last name in his show Secret Agent. So Really, so Patrick the Bond, McGowan. James Bond? I don't know that a red-headed James Bond would have caught on, but um, Ginger. Yeah, that's... that's Ginger what, Bond. That's, could you imagine? That sounds like a Bond girl, actually. Ginger Bond? Or Ginger a, Bond. a beer. Ginger Bond would be that's the it. Bond girl who likes to tie you up. Uh, they would call what? that bondage. Why? Oh. Bondage. Ginger Bond. Hmm. Ginger Bond. Think about it. That's a thinker. I guarantee you, one of your friends will nudge you and say, you know, that shit was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. Okay. If you're sitting next to me. Time to do a little business. Dr. Yaldo is a sponsor of the Red Shovel Network. Despite his better judgment, he supports our show, and he's, he's critical to our survival. Corrective eye surgery is one of, the, one of the best things you can do if you're sick of your contacts, if you're sick of your glasses. It's a breakthrough that uh, people like myself have taken advantage of. I now have 2015 vision because of LASIK. If you play sports, believe me, this is this is a blessing. If you like, if you like to swim, if you like to sail, if you like to um, get waterboarded, you know, because you know some secrets and smirsh or maybe specters trying to get them from you, but you won't give them up. That's a good time to get LASIK. So secret agent discount. Let them know. Actually, they know. That they well, I've never had glasses. Uh, he did, did he? in Casino did. Royale when what? Peter Sellers played James Bond. That was one of the major oh, plot the lines in one of the rump James Bond productions, unauthorized. Okay, so anyways, Dr. Yaldo, sorry about that. Well, no, Doc. I'm fascinated by it. Yeah, so so we're going to do a we'll bracket. Rejo- we'll rejoin uh, we're gonna the Yaldo pick, read in progress. We're going to pick the best Bond film in a, in a bracket-style tournament. And one of the fun things about doing this was matching up the unofficial James Bond movies with the official James Bond movie. Casino Royale was made in 1967, long before Daniel Craig played James Bond. In fact, Casino Royale was the first book by, uh, by Ian Fleming. And 
somehow the broccoli uh, Aeon films did not get the rights to Casino Royale. So somebody made one in which David Niven, Peter Sellers, and wait for it, Woody Allen all play James Bond. Really? It's a big spoof. It's a parody. Ursula Andress, who may be the most iconic Bond girl, she was the very first Bond girl on the big screen when she was in Dr. No, also played in, uh, in this Casino Royale. They're trying to beat Lashif, who was paid by Orson Welles, huh. at Baccarat, and uh, Peter Sellers was the world's greatest card player in the movie. And so they tried to turn him into a secret agent to bankrupt Lashif, but he could not see without his heavy glasses, sort of those, those uh, national health glasses that the English wear because you get one free pair because of socialized medicine with the thick, heavy flames, which are now very fashionable, by the way. And so every time Ursula Andress would say, okay, you're doing great, he'd have to put his glass on. She's like, no, you're blowing it. So James huh. Bond did wear glasses. And, of course, Woody Allen always wears glasses and his wife's daughters. He wears both of them on his face. <laughs> Woody. Gla- glasses and his wife's daughter. All of a sudden, the name Woody doesn't sound no, so doesn't cute. Seem does appropriate. It? Yeah. Or appropriate. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Sorry. But, okay. So, anyway. Dr. Yaldo. Uh, he's the most experienced and honored eye surgeon in Michigan. Did I mention that? 30,000 plus people have gotten his state of the art custom LASIK procedure, and most have actually gotten better than 2020 vision called supernormal vision. Imagine that seeing better without glasses and contacts than you ever did with them. It only takes a few minutes, it's painless, and you'll get to throw all those contacts and glasses in the garbage. His multifocal lens implants for people 45 plus forever frees you from your hated reading glasses. No more reading glasses, along with precision far vision. You've got nothing to lose by seeing Dr. Yaldo for a free evaluation. You should get an eye exam every two years anyways. It's covered by your insurance. In fact, insurance usually covers it once a year, and you get a deductible. It's very small. They cover the rest. Check them out. Tell them ML sent you from ML Soul of Detroit. Call 1-800-398-EYES, 1-800-398-EYES, or go to YaldoEyeCenter.com. Please, I beg of you, tell them we sent you. Uh, just this, uh, not too long ago, I just refinanced my house with Hall Financial. Great deal. They gave me an unbelievable rate. I dumped my HELOC, which has a variable rate. That's a home equity loan. Floats all over with the market. They locked me in, or they tried to lock me, and I said, guys, can you do better? You know what? Dan Morrison, Shannon, and the crew at Hall Financial, they did better. They like a challenge. They like it. You're a challenge. Dealing with me is a challenge. I can't emphasize how Sean enough. I know. Oh, yes. We're, we're going to prove that in just a minute. Maybe we've already proved it. Um, I can't emphasize, emphasize enough how important people like David Hall are to our survival. Again, they sponsor us. They've taken a chance on this new form of media. And if you want to refinance your home, Hall Financial would love to save you money. You can email David at dhall at hallfg.com or call Hall Financial at 248-308-5000. Maybe it's your first home. Maybe it's your dream home. Maybe you want to take money out of your home. Give David Hall a chance and get lower rates, better options, and more personal attention. They have over 600 five-star reviews. Industry average for a refi is 44 days. My man Dan and Shannon can beat that. They average 19 days. They'll fight for you even if you have a dent in your credit history. Email dhall at hallfg.com or call 248-308-5000. Tell them ML sent you and that you're not as big a pain in the butt as I am, and they'll take care of you. NMLS 1467435. So, Sean, Mr. Mark, there were 24 official 
Bond movies. The 25th one is coming up. There were the two sort of, I'll call them rump ones, Never Say Never Again, which was kind of a cheesy knockoff remake of Thunderball. I put them into a bracket that you can find at our website, ML Soul of Detroit. We'll leave the black bracket blank so you can see what the matchups were. You can pick your own best. I've divided these into the Connery region, the Brosnan region, the Moore region, and the Craig region. Now, there's a reason I did it this way, partly because of the number of movies each one of these actors starred in, but also because this is, and I'll reveal my own diabolical the Dalton plot. region. Dalton got folded into the uh, Brosnan Bros- region. That makes sense, yeah. yeah. For geographic, for time reasons, and also number of movies. But I concocted this just so that I could get Connery and Craig together in the end. And I'll, we'll see sure. if that's how it works out on, on your... Something new for the basketball tournament. Yes, it's all, it's, all, it's all a conspiracy. In fact, it's like Kronstein in, uh, from Russia with Love, where he anticipated every move when he beat McMaster in the uh, chess tournament at the beginning of From Russia with Love. Sean, don't you love the little movie before the movie starts, how there's that great little set piece where something really cool happens, and then the movie starts? Or do you like, just like the title sequence? Well, I like both. And I don't know if it's a little movie. It's a, a elongated scene, sort of. Isn't it? Like yeah. in, uh, what's a good example? In Skyfall, where he gets shot off the train. Oh, God, yeah. It's awesome. Right. Take the, the bloody by, shot! Yeah, by the new Money Penny. I know. Mm. And then he shoots her with yeah. love. Oh, you're going there already. Okay, no, sorry. I'm, I'm trying to keep this an adult show because... Uh, because the thing, if you're going to do a James Bond show, you've got to keep the sex out of it because it's a very, you know, it's a very sort of family-oriented franchise. It is. By the way, have you told our listeners what you're wearing? <laughs> um, I am wearing my dinner jacket. You're wearing Spartan buttons. Uh, those are called studs because, and it's kind of redundant because all Spartans are studs. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wait, if they're Michigan, they would be studs. Yeah. They'd be duds. Yeah. Michigan studs are sort of the. Um, Dare I say it, the Roger Moore of studs. You're wearing a white tux. I am. Yeah. Which seems apropos. I really like uh, Roger Moore, actually, and everything. And he actually played James Bond before he played James Bond in a British comedy show where he did a James Bond spoof around 1964. Somewhat pressure. Really? A little foreshadowing. Yeah. It was like Miss Marple's uh, imagination. It was some. British sketch comedy thing. Did that have any weight into uh, him getting the role? I think at the time he was playing the saint, who was very debonair. Oh, and, okay. Uh, and maybe a little more PG because he was on British TV. But yeah, Roger Moore was great. The, the problem with Roger Moore is by the time he played James Bond, he was probably on the outside 70s. age. Right. And in the last couple of James Bond movies... When you say, wow, look at the jugs on that babe, you're referring to Roger Moore. <laughs> not good. Well, I'm not one to talk about yeah. that. Double, double D7, they called him, I think it was. Mm. But, uh, so let's start. Should we, uh, Sean, do you want to pick a region? Well, the way you've set this up, let's start with the Brosnan region. We're starting in the, in the Brosnan region. Okay. And our, our matchup in the, uh, the number one seed, Goldeneye, gets a bye. Very good movie. Restarted the Bond franchise it after did. Dalton. It did. Doesn't hold up well now, but um, I actually saw that a couple of weeks ago randomly. Like you see yeah. Bond movies, as right. you do, right? Randomly. And now you can see them free on TV. It's great. Yeah, they just come, you know, all of a sudden there's a Bond festival on some sci-fi channel or whatever. Goldeneye was, yeah, it was really good at the time, it, yeah. or so you thought. Well, and its significance in the franchise, too. Dalton, who was sort of the more serious Bond, sort of more of the book-style Bond, like Daniel Craig is, 
did not go over really big. And, um, and there were like five years after the last Dalton movie. And Pierce Brosnan, who they wanted to get before, but they couldn't because of contractual reasons, restart. So our number one seed in that region is GoldenEye. The number two seed also gets a buy because with the 2016 bracket, it gets a little complicated. The number two seed, which gets a buy, is The Living Daylights, which is the better of the two Timothy Dalton movies. And as a courtesy to Timothy Dalton, who is a great uh, classically trained English actor, we're giving them a buy through the first round. So your first round matchups are Tomorrow Never Dies versus License to Kill. And the world is not enough with Die Another Day. Sean, who's your pick? Well, the 4-5 matchup, I, The World is Not Enough, which I actually think is is um, Brosnan's best movie. I, I know Goldeneye, and I understand why, because it it there was a pivot with uh, the Bond franchise with that redo. Or not redo, but... You know his uh, sort of entry into the into the franchise. The other thing too is I remember about this movie about, about Goldeneye is it was the first time you started thinking of Bond as a or in the movie as a dinosaur, right? I think um, who's the British uh, who played M and that's Judy Dench. Yes, that's when we first meet her too, right? I think so. I th- I'm almost positive it was Goldeneye, and she references his kind of outdated ways. Cold War relic. Exactly. You're a dinosaur. The society's changing. And, which is amazing because that was the middle of the '90s, right when they came out. Very, very early '90s. So, oh no, world is not middle '90s, and it, it, the whole no, thing. No, gold, Goldeneye was right. Goldeneye was yeah, but the world is not enough was kind of taking a swing at uh, media moguls, which at one time were very powerful. Now they're very pathetic because of the way the internet has sort of gutted everybody. No, I thought the that's the world is not enough. I thought that was um, on the submarine in the end in Istanbul. Uh, I thought the world is not enough was with Jonathan Price, where he plays the guy who wants to take over all communication. I thought that was Tomorrow Never Dies. It might be Tomorrow Never Dies. Anyways, I'm not a big I'm Brosnan fan. I'm you guys fan. keep them as separate so, as you can. The world is not enough uh, surpasses Die Another Day, which is a Brosnan stinker. Okay, Tomorrow Never Dies, whatever that was, against License to Kill. License to Kill. License, really? Not, no, License to Kill. Is that is that a Brosnan or is that a... Uh, Dalton. That's a Dalton. Okay. Die Another Day is... is one of the worst Bonds out there, right? I think it was Halle Berry. She was the Bond girl. Pretty good Bond girl. No, she's. I love Halle Berry. No offense to her. She'd be a pretty good parking meter. That was just a silly, too, so. silly movie. Well, it was kind of a ripoff too. She comes out of the water like Ursula Andress, yeah. but she's in a she's in a, a tangerine bikini instead of right. A and they one. they have a chase across the Arctic and ice, and the guy's oh, got diamonds. The car. The guy's the, got diamonds yeah. in his face, and yeah, it's, it's all good, yeah, it's, it's good, all very silly. So we have uh, License to Kill. And Goldeneye. And Goldeneye. we got to go with Goldeneye there. I right? think that's right. I think that's and then we have The World is Not Enough with the Living Daylights. Mm-hmm. And what do you want there? Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go with The World is Not Enough. Yeah, it's I, kind of a fun movie. I, I'm sorry. Sophia, for Sophie Marceau, she, oh, yeah. she's, bad, she's oh, great in that. Yeah, very good. Okay. Um, Goldeneye and The World is Not Enough. Who advances? i got to go with The World is Not Enough, even though Goldeneye oh. is, you know. But, you know, maybe you, maybe you override me here. Uh, no, I'm going to defer to you since I've already screwed up who's in some of these movies. So I'm going to defer to. Although Golden, sorry, although Golden Eye, if we can say the the Bond girl, the bad Bond girl in that one is uh, Famke Jensen. That's oh. the one who who's kills fabulous. you with her thighs while she's having sex with you. Yes, and Pierce Brosnan and, says no foreplay and uh, chuckles as she's doing it. She's enjoying killing you. Yeah, maybe that just means that Bond is. So maybe we should, and Sean Bean's the bad guy in Golden Eye. Maybe we should just go with Golden Eye just because of Fomke. 
you, you can never go wrong going with the number one seed unless they're Duke and you're playing Michigan State. Yeah, Fomke. So, okay. Fomke. Fomke Johnson. Also, big uh, Jean Grey in the uh, in the X Men. Yeah, and uh, the wife and Taken. So she held up. Oh, she yeah. held up well. Goldeneye is is made the uh, the final four coming out of the Brosnan region. Um, that, that sounds terrible. Let's just see the Brosnan. Oh, brand. plus plus, if we can just say the world is not enough, I think the Bond girl was Denise Richards. So we probably yeah yeah we made the right choice. Anybody Although, see Wild Things? I but, but like I'll, Denise that's a, Richards. That's a actually that's a really fun rule. movie. That's Pre, a fun movie. Yeah, anything Wild Matt Dillon is really right. good. Yeah, and oh, Matt yeah. De- Matt Dev- Dillon is and, yeah. And, uh, that's okay. the Denise Richards exception to a rule. Pre Charlie Sheen, Denise Richards. You've got my full attention. Sophie Marceau, though, is, is really, she's good in that movie. And she's a great mime. Mm, yeah. Okay, so. Like you need to be for the rest of the show. <laughs> well, that would speed things up. Let's go to uh, the Moore region. Um, in the Moore region, the number one seed, and we'll see if this is controversial, was the man with the golden gun. The mirror sequence is in that, right? Oh, yeah. And they're in the front Hervé Vela. Hervé Velachez. Oh, that scene is ridiculous, yeah. though. No, that's a silly movie, except I like, and this is just ridiculous, but I like the fact that, is it a Pinto? Or no, a Gremlin or something? No, no. Like a, it's an AMC. Oh, it's an AMC. Yeah, it's and a they turn it into a turn it into a plane. Yeah, the, the only bad part in The Man with the Golden Gun is a stupid sheriff from Louisiana. Yeah, I know. That would, doesn't yeah. hold up at all. But I do like the flying car. Okay, so we've got we got the man with the gold one. It seems to be a consensus on number one seed. It's a little too slow, but number yeah. two seed. Yes, it bogs down in the middle with the JD Pepper crap. Um, number two seed, Live and Let Die, is matched up with Moonraker. Number three, Octopussy is matched up with the Spy Who Loved Me at number six. For Your Eyes Only at number four is up against A View to a Kill at number five. I don't know if Drew would appreciate that because he's a big Duran Duran theme song fan. Are you, are you okay with Live and Let Die number two? They were they were in, under heavy consideration for number one seed. Yeah, that's fine for the number two. Okay. Uh, so Live and Let Die and Moonraker. And you got to go with Live and Let Die. Although Moonraker I saw in Japan. I was in Tokyo, and I saw it about the same time as uh, that Alien, because I think they came out the same summer, which is sort of funny. You think of those two yeah. sci-fi. Bond was trying to... No, Moonraker was in the but 70s. The Moonraker, it, uh, you could make an argument for Moonraker for the simple, for the line of, uh, is it Drax, the bad guy? Hugo Drax. Sir Hugo Drax. Yeah. The, the line about uh, see that some harm comes to him. Yes. Which is one of the best lines in any Bond movie from a bad guy, other than "No, Mr. Bond, I expect or No, I expect you to die." Yeah. In well, in in terms of Bond villains, uh, Drax is he's great, and the actor is terrific. He's See that really, some really harm good. comes to him. Yeah, he's very, and and he's so deadpan too. It's just sort of like blase. It's great. Just like you know, yeah. the space yeah. is silly, and Jaws is in it, and you know, it's all. <laughs> We're going to get to Jaws later a, in the show. I, he bites an anaconda in the neck and. If some, I don't know, do snakes, have, do snakes have necks? Um, you like I think to talk about anaconda. They're all necks. <laughs> they just never quite get to the shoulders. So, so We're um, getting sidetracked. Sorry. Yes. Moon, boom, Three, we have Octopussy and the Spy Who Loved Me. I, I like the Spy Who Loved Me. It's kind of hmm. fun. I found the Spy Who Loved Me completely forgettable, and I hate the Debbie Boone theme song. Octopussy has uh, Maude Adams. Who, and, uh, oh, and the bad guy eats an eyeball out of a lamb's, lamb's head. I remember that about Octopussy. Yikes. Okay, well, I'll give you the spy who loved me. That can be our twelve-five matchup. Uh, the the upset, the spy who loved me. Nobody, that's nobody does it better. Which and the, is the bad dumb. girl flies a helicopter in it, and he sh- he shoots. Uh, he's got an, a car that turns into a submarine, and he shoots a missile out of the top of it, and okay. blows up the helicopter. So we got for your eyes only and a view I to a kill. I can't believe I know that. That's <laughs> I'll chime in on this one because a view to the kill was the first one I saw in the theaters. I think it was nine. 
Yeah, it was that eighty mid eighties. It was, it was probably eighty four or eighty six, right in there. Yeah, I was born in seventy six, so I was yep. nine or ten. Uh, Grace Jones, right? That's Grace Jones, yes. which that blew my mind at that age. That was pretty cool. I don't know why it was it's just. A- a terrible movie, but Christopher Walken is the villain. Yeah, and he's the right. reason that's, yeah. the to me, is the by far the most enjoyable yeah. Roger Moore movie because of Christopher Walken. Okay, so I guess that's going to beat for your eyes only? Oh, yeah. Okay. Choice of you, whoever you. And, of course, great, great New Wave theme song, which we'll, 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 we'll revisit the theme uh, songs in Room 7. No, it's a terrible nine. song, but, but it's... Um, but it's I kinda... wish Drew Wave was here. Um, okay, <laughs> no, so but it's let's, fun. let's let's narrow this down. We've got uh, "Live and Let Die" versus "The Spy Who Loved Me." Uh, "Live and Let Die." Yes. Don't you think? Yes. Black exploitation Bond and 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 uh, Jane Seymour's Solitaire. Oh my! And God. then the man with the golden gun of you to a kill. And then when when James Bond runs across the swamp on the backs of alligators, you got to give me something for that. Yeah, and the guy do. Jeffrey, what's his name from oh, the Seven Up commercials, is the witch doctor. Oh. Yafakoto's in that too, right? Yafakoto oh, is great. the villain. Yeah, it's very good. Who's a fast? Who's he's fabulous? Great. The man with the golden gun and a view to a kill. I, I'm going Christopher Walken. I know. Wow. I know that is. Here's okay. here's the way I look at it. I know it's not a very good movie at all. But if though both those movies come on when I get home tonight. And my, you know, wife's asleep or whatever. I'm watching a view to a kill. Perfect way not, to judge it. Yeah, I could not disagree with I you am. more. Except when we talk about the Louisiana sheriff in the middle of the man with the you know you love totally Christopher Walken weighs it down. Yeah, I also love Christopher Lee though, and he was great as Scarlamanga. Oh yeah, he's not bad. Okay, that, that movie's too ponderous. Um, okay, ponderous man, ponderous. <laughs> so now we've we've got to close out the Moore region with uh, "Live and Let Die" versus "A View to a Kill." Ken, "A View to a Kill," the dark horse upstart, coached by Shaka Smart, take out the um, the John Calipari led "Live and Let Die" franchise. I don't think so. No. As much as I like Christopher Walken, I want I want to throw you a bone. Live, live and let, and let die. die. We, let's, we, we let's, uh, put our pinky out when we eat Yeah, those. let's do that. We dip them in let's a little. Let's go live and let die. Just sure. I didn't know Jane so Seymour was in Live and Let Die. Oh, yeah. We like Jane Seymour, but, she is but we love Yafakoto. Uh, she is the um, the woman with second sight who is is uh, she is sworn to be a virgin or she will lose her clairvoyance. So Yapit Koto has this super hot chick who he can't touch. And James Bond shows up and says... Uh, uh, I don't believe in those sorts of things. <laughs> that would be Sean Connery, but Roger Moore would say, I don't believe in those types of things. So live and let die to the Moore region. Do we want to go to the Connery region or Craig region? And golden eye out of the browsing, browsing yes, region. Yes, golden eye and live and let die. All right. Let's go to Craig. We've got to save, Craig. We gotta save the man for last. Okay. Right? And this one, Mark can get in because this is, this is the uh, kids' table here, the more <laughs> recent ones. I know. Yes. So our buys, we have two buys here because it's a small bracket. Uh, I put... Skyfall is the number one seed in this in this uh, region. Well, tough yeah. to argue. Tough to argue. Number two seed may be controversial. It On is. Her Majesty's Secret Service, the only George Lazenby movie. Not only a great opening sequence. Not only the only movie where James Bond fell in love and got married. Not only the movie where we first met Blofeld, but a great, great soundtrack. It always comes back to the music for you, um, and that movie's fine. But, but you you set the bracket, so we'll go okay. with. We'll so go with so those two. those those advance just because of the seeding, they get a buy. Um, our third seed is Casino Royale, the G- Dan- Daniel Craig one. 
Well, that should easily beat the other one. Oh, yeah. for sure. Our and sixth seed is the the Woody Allen, Peter yeah, no. Sellers, David. We, and we don't really need to talk about that anymore. Which is kind of funny. Let's move that on. But uh, but yeah, I don't know either. The ultimately, either one do. beats Skyfall though. Well, we, we're not there yet. We're not there That's, yet. So now okay. we. we uh, Casino Royale advances to take on Skyfall, Skyfall in the next, which is next, ridiculous. Next round. But Quantum, Quantum of Solace. Silence at four, and Spectre at five. Spectre, perhaps the most disappointing James Bond movie I've ever seen. Really, I think um, I completely like a dis- base of all the I James Bond. I completely disagree with that. I it's think like a compendium uh, of Bond. Uh, Quantum of Solace was with a great villain wasted. Christoph Waltz is a yeah. villain, and he's lame. No, Quantum of Solace is. Um, I was your father's is my friend. Least, fav- least favorite Craig. Movie. Wow. It's Quantum okay. of Solace is dog shit. No, it's just bad. I'll, I'll, break the, I'll break the tie then. I'll, I'll, say, I'll still say Spectre. Oh, Spectre yeah. advances. Yeah. Okay. So now we have... Yeah, when's, how many, when's, have you seen Spectre how many times? Once? I saw it once, and it was, it was a chore to watch it to the end. Go back and watch it again. Uh, Seriously. Maybe... It's really well done. In fact, I would argue it's, all, it's almost as good as Skyfall. The problem oh. with Daniel Craig is every other movie blows. So does that mean the Bond twenty five? What are you talking chance, about? Or uh, yes, it does because yeah. it's uh, it's prime number Bond 007 is prime <laughs> number one three five all good number. Casino Royale Skyfall yeah, no, twenty five we'll yeah, see okay I saw Spectre not that long ago and I was surprised it's not bad yeah at how entertaining and and how well done yeah it's it's really my, good my brother and I are both big Bond guys and we walked out of just saying uh, refund wow. okay Casino Royale the the Jan- Daniel Craig version versus Skyfall. Which is ridiculous because these are two of the best three all-time Bond movies. Okay, so Skyfall advances? Yes, yeah. it's not fair, though, because Casino Royale saved the franchise. There can only be one way. It's not fair that Michigan State didn't win a national championship. You saw Casino Royale, right, Mark? Yes. Uh-huh. It was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've been to Monaco. Skyfall better, though. Brought, I'm just throwing that it out. Brought, but okay. it brought Bond back. <laughs> uh, Spectre and On Her Majesty's Secret Service. Spectre. Mark, you're gonna have well, to I'd have to go tie. Spectre because I haven't seen the other one. Bless it. It's before I was born. Yeah. You you got this wrong. Casino Royale and Skyfall should be facing off in the... Uh, well, here's here's how it works. Skyfall advances in this bracket yeah, anyway. Easily. So, yeah. But on Her Majesty's Secret Service, much underappreciated. Okay. Now, we've taken a lot of time, but we've got, we've got, the, we've got the fun bracket. Um, is there any debate, by the way, who the best James Bond is? Um, maybe a little. Really? Yeah. Well, okay. Who's who comes close to Connery? Craig. Craig does, but he's he's, he's, he's okay. Can we agree on this? He's every bit as compelling. In a different yeah. way. He yeah. is. He's mesmerizing, and he's charismatic on screen. He the camera loves him. Sean Connery. And as Vesper Lynn pointed out, great ass. Sean Connery. Uh, it's there's a nostalgic quality to why we love him. Now, see, I mean, to that point, the first Bond I saw were Roger Moore, so he was yeah. my first Bond, even though the plots of those movies seem to be far more ridiculous. They were yeah, they were silly. Yeah, yeah and kitschy. It's and he was his fault, but he to was me, quippy. He was, he was the first Bond to me. And So would you say he's your favorite? Uh, it's, it's hard to be Daniel Craig, though. Okay, all right. Yeah. Well, so only, I hate only to say this. the movies are so different, and they're more modern. They are, they are. But Sean Connery, especially, and we can talk about his movies here in a second, but he, I, he by hair, I would take Sean Connery. You mean by a hair piece, if you're picking <laughs> Sean Connery. Okay. Um, and that will bring us up to a Never Say Never Again in a moment. So our number one seed in the Connery region, because we have to have one by 
is Goldfinger. Any dispute there? Uh, no. Okay. Number two seed, this may get controversial, Thunderball. No. Nope. Uh, from Russia with Love is right there, but uh, Thunderball is, is fabulous. From Russia with Love, I have the four seed. The number three seed is You Only Live Twice. That's starting to get a touch dated. And, um, you know, the whole American is dressing up as Japanese and all that. But it is a fun movie. Okay. Okay. And I guess there's some cultural appropriation because sure. James Bond plays a Japanese. That's what I mean. Oh, not American. Sorry. British, I guess. British. He's British. Yes. Okay. Um, our fifth seed is Dr. No, which is kind of low for, it is. for a good movie that started the franchise. Sixth seed is Diamonds Are Forever. Seventh seed is Never Say Never Again. Again, one of the rump movies. So here's your matchups. Two versus seven. Thunderball versus Never Say Never Again. Thunderball. Easy one. Okay. Number three, You Only Live Twice versus Diamonds Are Forever. Also easy, You Only Live Twice. Although Diamonds Are Forever has its own weird 70s kitschy kind of vibe to it. But I liked it when I saw Bambi and Thumper jumping all over the place. And that, the two hitmen are the, that that the are gayest, lovers, right? The so, gayest James Bond movie. Yeah. I mean, it's... And, oh, and Tiffany Case? Who doesn't like... Um, 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 Jill St. John? Jill St. John. Yeah. I'm sorry, I, I couldn't think of her name because like a, lot of, okay. a, lot of, a lot of my blood was rushing to okay, another so, part of my body so that's nowhere near my, my skull. Um, okay, uh, You Only Live Twice advances. From Russia with Love and Dr. No. Tough call. Tough call. I would say From Russia with Love. Yes. Also, Robert Shaw's in that. Oh, that whole opening montage where they kill Bond. Yeah. The, the train, the, the crossroad. Yeah, it's great. And as we mentioned earlier, Kronstein playing McMaster's in the pond. And then, uh, oh, okay, great. Good stuff. Thunderball versus You Only Live Twice. Thunderball. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, funny story, uh, John Barry, who did all the great theme music for um, James Bond, they had several people auditioned for the Thunderball theme. Uh, and unlike many of, the thund- many of the James Bond themes where different groups would have their own unique song, Johnny Cash... And um, my man Tom Jones sang the same song. And it's a great, epic, soaring song, but it doesn't make any sense at all. I mean, some of it is cool. He always runs while others walk. You know, he acts while other men just talk. He's the winner who takes all. That's why he fights like Thunderball. It kind of makes sense, but it's kind of weird. So... Tom Jones gets the gig, and he's talking to John Barry, and John Barry tells a story where he says, uh, Tom Jones says, I, I don't, in his great Welsh accent, he's like, it does, the song doesn't make any sense. I don't know what I'm singing. And John Barry, just in his very highbrow English accent, says, just sing the song, Tom. <laughs> and he does, and it's great. So Thunderball advances. Uh, here's a tough one here, maybe. Maybe not. Goldfinger versus From Russia With Love. I would go with Goldfinger. It is tough, but Goldfinger. Okay, Mark. Any any thoughts from the? Uh, well, I've seen from the nursery. So I'll go with that one. Okay, so Gold <laughs> Goldfinger versus Thunderball from the high chair. Yeah. That's right. That's right. With the crayons and the uh, yeah, and I know the little animal crackers. So now we have Thunderball versus Goldfinger. Can there be any doubt who advances? Well, I've seen Goldfinger. Yes. I mean, <laughs> yes. I know it needs to be Goldfinger, but Thunderball is. Underrated. In terms of hot, villainous women? Not just hot, but smart. Luciana, Luciana Paluzzi, the redhead, Italian oh, actress. You got me right at redhead. Yeah, Claudine Auger, I think is the... Claudine the, the, Auger, yeah, Domino. And Largo. Former Miss France. It's just, it's a, f- 
Yeah, and the, the nurse the, the, the at the beginning pack. when he's at Shrublands. And the jetpack. Yes, he's, the, he's, he's even when he kills the French colonel who dresses up as a woman at his own funeral. Yes. Even the cross-dressing French colonel is a hot chick who's not really a Thunderball chick. is fun, and um, it holds up really well. Those are the, you're right. Those are the two best movies. Although some people like From Russia with Love. From Russia with Love, right? except play. for the gypsy fight. The gypsy fight in the middle of From Russia with right. Love is the equivalent of the racing through the canals of Thailand. But I think you're going to go with Goldfinger because he has the it's the best bad guy. Okay. The best lines from the Connery era. The the best named Bond girl. Yeah. Right. Or at least the uh, most. Well, I, I, we we can we get shouldn't to say those best, in but yeah. Uh, yeah, the least family friendly. Well, no, there's a lot of them there. Okay, so now, so Goldfinger. We're down to our final four. Emerging from the Connery region is Goldfinger. Emerging from the Brosnan region is Goldeneye. More yields live and let die. Craig surrenders Skyfall. Uh, let's do the easy one first. Goldfinger versus Goldeneye. Yeah, that's yeah. ridiculous that they're paired against each other. Okay, no problem there. Live and Let Die versus Skyfall. Skyfall. It's got to be Skyfall. Yeah, it's not close. So here's how Drew Wave would think of this. You're picking Adele over Paul McCartney? <laughs> he likes Adele. Yeah, okay. okay. Nothing wrong with Adele. In fact, he said that even though she's rather large, she's, she gets a pass on her size in the hotness grade because she sings so well, as I recall. So, yeah, yeah, that's a nice uh, sort of feminist way to view it. Well, that's, <laughs> that's what Drew said. I th- I find that kind of thinking reprehensible. Yeah, I could tell by the tone when you repeated it. I was just thinking of Pussy Galore, who's a character in a movie, a Bond movie. So here it is, the Battle Royale, which is not a James we Bond We didn't mention movie, that, the, the, the Bond girl in Moonraker, Goodhead. Holly Goodhead. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, which I think was Barbara Bach, maybe? Ringo Starr. No, that Stars? was uh, Barbara Bach was um, oh, no. the spy who loved You're me. Right, that's right, the spy who loved me. So, Goldeneye versus Skyfall. Uh, excuse me, uh, uh, Goldfinger versus Skyfall. I was going to say that's, you know, heresy. So, here we go. I, I'm, I, I know what the answer is. I'm interested to see what Mark is going to say because I think I know what Sean's going to say. Oh, boy, that's tough. I. This is the end. Oh, Lord. If you're going to sing it, I'm going to kill you. So I actually look uh, less hot. <laughs> I've added weight every time I sing this. Uh, I, I really hate to lean towards nostalgia, but it's kind of hard to be. It's kind of hard to be Goldfinger, isn't it? Yeah. I think that's right. I mean, nostalgia, the story. I, yeah. I'd go with Goldfinger. The golf game where he switches the golf ball. I never play golf. Without thinking of Slazenger golf balls because of how he switches the golf ball on uh, Orc Goldfinger to win the, the brick of Nazi gold. In fact, Bond plays Penfold Hearts, which was at the time a technologically superior golf ball that you can still get. We have to special order them from England. And I ordered some from my brother for Christmas because we're so big on Bond. And my brother being my brother said, Thanks. What? He said, Thanks. I ordered these from England. The country? Oh, ungrateful. Let's see. He's an artist. <laughs> so the, the golf ball gets swished, switched, and then Oddjob throws his hat and takes off the head of the sculpture, and then he crushes the golf yes. ball after Oric writes the check in that fabulous car of his. Also, also a female empowerment film. All of the stunt pilots and the strike force were all... Female, were they the vixens or something? I mean, they were yeah. So, so Goldfinger is a great combination of 
camp and yeah. a little bit of mystery and a little rapey. A little, actually, yeah, right. You think about it in the it, stables. It, it is a little techno. Exactly, the technology. I mean, it's it's great in a lot of ways, but Skyfall also speaks to the same nostalgia. And when Daniel Craig and Judy Dench leave after the MI6 headquarters have been blown up. And they're leaving London to go out and hide, but leave a trail at the same time for uh, Javier Bardem. Think on your sins. Exactly. When she gets the email. And he, he gets into the car he essentially drove in Goldfinger. And they, for the first time in the Daniel... Oh, the, the Aston Martin DB5. Exactly. And, the, and for the first time in that series with Roger, I mean with Daniel Craig, they play the original Bond music in a way. And it's really... Um, it's not maybe moving, but it kind of is because Judy Dench is such a great actress, and the the weight of that, the history of that, going all the way back to the sixties. So it's, I mean, it's so a, you're, an amazing straight, moment. And of then the all way the she women who have been in end. Bond movies, you're really <laughs> she, into the old bags. <laughs> yeah, Dame she's Judy just she's just, favorite. She eats the screen up. <laughs> well, wow, you had she, me up she, until uh, <laughs> and she dies. That means you get to break the tie. She dies at the end of Skyfall. Right? So that whole old age. Scene, <laughs> she dies of old age. That whole scene, though, diabetes, right? Where they're out on the plane. Change and, your diaper, Judy Dench here, and you find out what happened. It's an origination movie. You know, you find out, you know, he was right. So I don't like to run, but I will tell you, every time I run, I think of Daniel Craig running through London and just sit there and saying, I mean, because obviously he and I have a lot in common, uh, starting with the great ass. But but that that notion, the thing I think I like about Skyfall so much is he's 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 vulnerable. Yeah. There's that moment where he's like, has it all passed me by? Exactly. And and he's he's running and he's just like. I'm winded. I mean, whoever thought of James Bond as winded? This is a guy. Well, and he's wounded. In the he's an English of guy who jumps on some skis, has the skis shot out from under him, shushes down the Matterhorn, and then you know zips off, and he's wearing a tuxedo. Who right. the hell does that? So, no, so a, Skyfall uh, is a human Bond. But you know why I go to see Bond? Because I, I like somebody who's not human. But he's but he's not in the end. Here's the thing about Skyfall: they could have ended the run with Skyfall because it. It went back 40 yeah, years. If, and, and if they're never going to the make Spectre, they should have. But uh, They're never going to end the run. No, of course they're not. But I'm just saying, in the narrative arc, Skyfall could have very well ended it. Okay, so moment of truth. Skyfall or, Gold, or, or Goldfinger? I'm going to go with You're Skyfall. The one to break just the because it's a better movie, even though I understand why Goldfinger is more meaningful, maybe in the franchise in a way. I was, th- I was hoping you were going to say, do you expect me to vote? And I was going to say, no, I expect you to vote wrong. Your winner is Goldfinger. His heart is, is gold. Shirley Bassey. Golden words. This is not Shirley Bassey. So what you do? What you just did? And uh, hopefully there are some listeners out there that listened Still. last week when we <laughs> when we um, had our beer uh, beer uh, podcast. But what you just did was pick the craft brew over the yard brew. That's no, no, no. Did. No, he picked I the picked classic. Did. No, 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 you didn't. The reason Goldfinger no, is a didn't. classic now is because... If we're back to the black exploitation. Where is Goldfinger playing right now? It's at the Michigan Theater in Ann Arbor. It's in all the art house theaters at college campuses. People yeah, get dressed well, up and they clap. And the, It's a hipster he chose the nostalgic PBR. event. He chose the PBR oh, over the Oberon. You, the young hipster folks are listening or watching this movie. Skyfall is a better movie. But anyway, go ahead. Skyfall is an excellent movie. Not according movie. to our bracket, Sean. Sorry. But your winner. Just the way things fall. Yeah. 
Hey, listen. I knew you listen. were a closet <laughs> hypocritical listen, soccer Michigan guy. Michigan State was the best team in the tournament, and they didn't take home the crown. So I'm familiar with this. So. What do you say, soccer guy? Oh, man, the geeks have inherited the earth. Can I do that? What a dork. Does him wanting to play with us again mean that he's turning into a geek? Or we're turning into cool guys? We were trying to figure out who would be our Geek of the Week? Would it be Blofeld, the seemingly oh. never-ending, never-dying villain that's in all of the Bond movies? It seems like he's in all the Bond movies. But I have to tell you, I think Jaws oh, is man. our Geek of the Week because he was the villain, but he was kind of lovable. He was ridiculous. And then he became Bond's friend. What kind yeah. of villain is that? But he also supported Happy Gilmore. That was later. Oh. Yes, okay. he redeemed himself. Yeah, when he... And if we've learned anything from Sensitive Bond, is that there's redemption out there for all of us. Uh, you're not a fan of Sensitive Bond. I like Sensitive Bond, but, uh, but you know, Invulnerable Bond has got a certain appeal, particularly in these uncertain times. So, Richard Keel, also known as Jaws, you are our Geek of the Week. <laughs> James Bond is often considered to be behind the times. In fact, I think his own boss has called him a relic of a bygone era. Patchouli sniffing Ann Arbor residing big chickens who just left so I can say whatever the hell I want about him like Sean Windsor <laughs> would tell you that James Bond is politically incorrect but the one thing you cannot say about James Bond is that the music is out of yeah. time because he always has the leading performers of the day doing memorable music that stands up that gets covered that gets recycled even when you have somebody like Shirley Bassey who mm -hmm. does something 40 years ago, she's so great, she's so powerful, she can do two or three more James Bond themes because... It's the only song I know that she does is a James Bond song. Well, I think That's she did... because of me. She did a version of Thunderball that they didn't use. She did one of the, ja the Daniel Craig um, themes. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think it was what? the Quantum of Silence. Oh. But, or Solace. It should have been Silence because it sucked, but... Well, Rolling but, Stone ranked them all and gave her number one for Goldfinger. Yeah, well, it's tough not to give her number, but who's she competing with? She's competing against Paul McCartney. He was number two. I mean, that's pretty good. Nancy Sinatra, number three. Nancy Sinatra... Okay, so here's the deal with Nancy Sinatra. There's a better version of... Um, you of only You Only Live, Live Twice. Twice that was slightly different lyrics done by somebody else, but Nancy Sinatra was so nervous when she went in to record that. They had to do something like dozens of takes and wow. then they pieced together the song you know so the song you hear the nancy sinatra version of you only live twice she didn't even perform once at least not all the way really? through wow or maybe she performed it like hundreds of times but never straight through so so john barry who was responsible for all that great orchestration and and so much of the mood of the bond movies 
basically saved her bacon. Adele, uh, Skyfall 4th. Oh, that just great. shows you how many good songs are in Bond movies. Surely uh, Bassie also comes in fifth for Diamonds Are Forever. Oh, Diamonds Are Forever. Yes, two Conneries. That's pretty good. Carly Simon at six. Yeah, and, it's funny, and even, I forget that that's from a movie. That when, nobody did. when Sheena Easton did, uh, did um, um, uh, God, she was terrible. She did the one Blondie did um, for your eyes only. She that, was a big star. That came in eighth. You know, yeah. When uh, when uh, when Debbie Boone did one, she was a big star. Now, of course, you know how can you pick uh, Sheena Easton over over uh, Blondie, who also did a version of that, and Lulu, who did. Um, one of my absolute favorites, The Man with the Golden Gun. Never really made it internationally, but amazing pipes. Great so- singer. Anyways, Room 7609, we're really talking about new wave music. There have been some great new wave bands. We talked a little bit about Duran Duran and A View to the Kill, which was Drew Wave's favorite. Um, very good. Very good song. Pet Shop Boys did one. Didn't make the cut. But, aha, they were chosen. And... Uh, <laughs> People are like oh, they they had uh, they had more than one hit. I know. Take on me. Yes, they did a James Bond theme, but they have a third song that's what? worth listening to. I would call it worthy, and maybe because I work on TV, but no, it's because it's just kind of a cool new wave tune. The sun always shines on TV. By Aha.
So the, the theme song that they did for James Bond was The Living Daylights, which they thought, you know, as Danish pop stars, you know, this is very cool. <laughs> John Barry has described working the, with them as one of the most miserable experiences he had in really? the James Bond movies. Yeah, they, Why? They, they have an ego? Yeah, they don't go into a lot of details. By that time, he was getting pretty old and was getting ready to hand off the musical responsibilities to a guy named David Arnold, who's a nice guy. Seems like a nice guy, very respectful, very big on synthesizer. So not quite my speed. But The Living Daylights is a great James Bond theme, but the sun always shines on TV. The third song you may in no, any from capacity them. hear from. Not bad. Uh-huh. So, so kind of a good new wave. Here's another new wave group who passed up a chance or didn't get the chance to do a James Bond theme, and we can only be too grateful. Ace of Bass. Really? Turned down the opportunity to do the theme song for Goldeneye because Ace of Bass was worried that if they did a James Bond theme song, it would drag Ace of Bass down. Oh, please. Is that the most ridiculous thing you've That's ever heard? embarrassing. Yeah. So kiss my Ace of Bass. Uh, we're getting ready to wrap up. A couple of last notes to throw out to you um, on our James Bond special. James Bond was played not only by Sean Connery, but also by his younger brother, Neil Connery, in an Italian version of James Bond, which also starred M and Moneypenny, who starred with Sean Connery in a movie called OK Connery that's also known as Operation Kid Brother. Neil Connery wears really? a little Van Dyke beard, and it's very ridiculous, very huh. silly. Uh, one of many sort of derivative James Bond movies that are out there. Um, can, I, can I add my fun fact? Yeah, Probably please. the most recent sure. Bond mm-hmm. fact because they're filming Bond 25. A man was just arrested, and um, I, I believe he's being charged for putting cameras in the bathroom, the women's bathroom, during the on the set of Bond 25. I don't know how they're going to roll that in the movie. but Wow, so that would be... The golden eye that caught the golden shower. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's just really odd that if you type in James Bond, that's the first news story you're going to see right now. 
Wow. Um, I'm looking forward to 25. It sounds I like Rami Malek. It's it's Daniel Craig's last one. I think I think the uh, the prime uh, factor plays in. First one with Craig is good. Third one is good. Hopefully the fifth one will be great. What's the most iconic James Bond line besides him saying his name? Well, shaken, not stirred. Aha! That's what you would think. That's not. But in some of the Bond movies, he's stirred, not shaken. Really? Yes. Like in. Make uh, up your mind, Bond. Yeah. In in um, you only live twice. Uh, his what? contact in Japan presents him a drink and says, "It's stirred, not shaken." I believe that's the way you like it. And he goes. Of course. Oh, Russian vodka. Fantastic. Really? So even the things you think you know about Bond, you maybe really didn't know. So just another public service. The Mandela effect. Oh, what's that? The Mandela effect? When you think something is from memory, but it's not. Oh, God. That's my whole life. That's why I take notes. That's how I take notes. So thank you for whiling away another hour here with us on ML Soul of Detroit. Uh, If you like our James Bond special, please write us at mlsoulofdetroit at gmail.com. If you hate it, you can write us, too. We'll, we'll read what you have to say either way. You can contact us at 313-288-9070. That's 313-Butterfield-89070. Please patronize our sponsors, uh, David Hall and Dr. Yell. Let them know that we sent you there. And if you want to sponsor us yourself, check out the homepage, mlsoulofdetroit.com. There you will find our bracket so you can fill it out and reach your own best of. Until next week, you have been listening to the Red Shovel Network. This is ML Soul of Detroit. Cyrus, take us out. Can you dig that? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Are you going to kill him, Jimmy? Yes, why don't you, huh? Be fair, Mr. Bond. It's all in the game. We're, we're both gamblers. And <coughs> I've lost. Jimmy. Give me the check. Huh?